Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Hi. everyone. Hi, Neil. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cornerstone Conversations this week. Yes. And we have myself. Oops, excuse me. Just knocked my glass. Uh, We've got myself, Neil, and Matt here, as usual. That's that's myself. Yeah, with with two Ts. Matthew with two Ts. So it's Matt with two Ts. Is that correct? That's that's correct, Neil, with Mm -hmm. one L. E I, not I E or E A or E A L E or K N E E. Isn't it amazing how many ways you can spell Neil? It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very special. Amazing. Hey, um, Matt, we're just talking this weekend about fellow ground and just the cry of God for us to break it up in our lives. Okay, mm. so yep, yeah, I guess sort of a challenging message as I was thinking about it during the week. Um, and so. The verse, the main verse, Hosea 10 verse 12, I said, plant the good seeds of righteousness and you'll harvest a crop of love. Plough up the hard ground of your hearts, for now is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. That's in the NLT, in KJV, New King James Version. Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes. And rains righteousness on you. Yeah, I just um, one of the things that uh, I've just been really thinking about is, as I've observed the Christian world, I guess, is that there's an awful lot of um, fellow ground around where. Mm. So if if I look at it in terms of my experience throughout my lifetime, there, there's always, there always seems to be certain times when either God is moving, or perhaps more likely is that people have created that hunger and and seeking after God in a way that uh, that has allowed him to come and, and meet with them. And at the moment, like after all the experiences of the last few years and everything, there just seems to be a real, bit of a, a time where people have almost stopped, stopped yep. plowing their souls, yep. stopped expecting from God, stopped seeking God. And what it's doing is stopping the the harvest yeah. of love that God wants us to have in our lives. Um, so, looking at the fallow ground, what does that actually really mean? Because that that word is actually quite important. Yeah, fallow ground is not ground that has never been ploughed. Okay. Right. Yep. So, I think I gave an example of what God said about the fields. Um, and the seventh year, do you remember what that was? Yeah, the seventh year. So obviously um, using the fields to plant crops, but every seventh year um, don't actually don't actually plough it and, and harvest from it. You just let it grow whatever grows um, and and let effectively let that that land, let that soil rest um, from from any strenuous activity of of crop and stuff, but there's also um, planting specific um, things in that space too, isn't there? Is, yeah, yeah. So, about that? so putting in different different crops in that mm. um, are then effectively just left to to go into the soil to replace nutrients and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and and also that whatever grows in that space is left um, as as a way of providing for um, the poor the poor in the community and stuff like that. So, yeah, pretty cool concept, actually, I think. Like, just to, you know, make sure that we're in that space of of just not constantly trying to produce mm-hmm. 
but at the same time, making sure we're not in a place where we're act, like where we're not trying to produce. So in, does that make sense? Like we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got to we've got to make sure that we are in that space of of not remaining as fallow soil. Yeah. Yes. And so I think that's the warning God's given here to yes. to the Israelites um, as He's speaking to them. So if you actually look at this in context, this is what I said for you to do. Do this, and it said instead you've planted wickedness and evil, yep. and yep. you know you haven't done at all what I said. And and there's this call back from God back then in the with the prophet, but also there's that call back from the Holy Spirit today to us to to really look at where we are in our walk with God, and have we are, are we in a place where we're breaking up the hard ground of our hearts? Mm. Because it, it does seem to be that you know, like you just said there. When you think about, you know, in the in God's law, it said, you know, do six years, you know, fruitful fields, seventh year, just leave it. Mm. Um, but it's almost like we sometimes turn that around and it's like, oh, yeah, it's been one year. Uh, maybe I'll just leave it another year. Yeah. Or, and, and another year. And another and, year. And uh, another year. Yeah. And before long, the ground actually becomes hard. So. Yep. There, there's a there's now a time to really look at how are we preparing our soul for God to work in our lives and mm. to actually get the right crop out of our life, um, yeah. and as a church as well. So, church, global church, local, whatever, um, are we ploughing? And there's a time when we have to actually start to plough the hard ground of our hearts now. In here, it seems to me that it's not actually up to God to play our heart. It's up to us. Mm. What's the challenge in that, Matt? Yeah, look, I think I mean, it require it requires action from us. Mm. You know, I think there's a there's a challenge in that, and sometimes I think we can we can sit and and wait for God to do something rather than us actively going out and pursuing what it is that he wants us to do and and you know so so it's that it is that physical you know chasing after it and and it requires work you know you think about plowing up hard ground it's going to be tough and it's going to mm. you know there are and it and it takes hard work and and all that kind of stuff and i think that's as i was thinking about just that you know we we get stuck in this space where we have that that fallow ground where we leave it for year after year after year and the longer we leave it the harder it gets mm. um and you know i think that's the the case with anything you know like you think about you know study or whatever you know you go to school for you know 15 years or whatever it is yep. and then and then you know so often i see people go oh well i'm just gonna have a one year off and then i'm I'm going to go and do my uni study or whatever, and then they get to the end of the year, and it's like, uh, you know, maybe I, maybe I'll do another one. Yep. Um, you know, and and so to to actually get back into that, it actually takes effort and all that kind of stuff. And I think the same same applies with this: is that you know we just need to be in that space where we're careful that we're not just letting things sit, but actually being being willing to put in the hard yards and to actually you know take the effort to break up that that soil and and to get it ready to receive whatever it is that God has mm. to, to plant for us. And, and, you know, it even says there that, that he will um, come and shower righteousness upon us. And the yep. start of that verse says that the good seeds of righteousness is what we, are what we plant. 
Yeah. And so it's God. God provides the seed that goes in, but we've got to we've got to get our hearts ready to to receive it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the question. And how do I actually plow up that ground? You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, and and this is like I read one of the Proverbs, chapter thirteen, verse twenty-three. Much food is in the fallow ground of the poor, and for lack of justice, there is waste. So that verse always speaks to me about the opportunity of the richness of God working. Mm. Um, but you cannot get that. And, and so if you think about that in terms of your soul, the poverty of soul as well, you know, like there's this amazing spiritual nutrition available to us if, yep. we, if we actually break that ground it's, mm. and get going. For the lack of justice there is waste. Well, what's that talking about? That, that's actually more to do with corrupt governments and stuff like that. You know, you see these lands that are just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, lots of rainfall, beautiful farming land, but because of corruption, um, there's no production. Yeah. And so there's that side of it as well. But how do we play out the ground? It, it, it says there, play out the hard ground of your hearts for now is the time to seek the Lord. That's the key. Yeah. All right. So it's not about us going out and doing all these amazing things for God or, you know, forcing change in our life. The playing of the ground has everything to do with how we position ourselves to be in God's presence, mm. seeking him, that yep. we're turning away from what we want to do. And yep. Acts 3, 19 and 20 says that. So repent of your sins, turn to God. That's seeking God. Yeah. So your sins might be wiped away, then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord and he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. So there's this desperate need that we have for refreshment, mm. especially when we haven't ploughed the soil of our soul. And yet we miss out on it, yeah, because we don't seek God, and the very freshness that we long for doesn't come before we seek God. It comes as we seek God. That yeah. that you know we, we open our our hearts up to Him and and to what He has for us, that we actually recognise where we need to change as well, um, so that we can be refreshed. Um, yeah, so. That's part of it, you know, and, and it's about being filled with the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our life and not thinking that, you know, once I'm a Christian, I have the Holy Spirit, totally true, but there seems to be these times where we're filled again with the Holy Spirit. So when, when it says to be filled with the Spirit, that actually means to be filled and keep being filled, that if we neglect to seek God, we are not going to be keep being filled and before you know it, refreshment's gone. Yeah. Um, so I talked a little bit about worship, Matt, um, in terms of, of that time with God. Um, can you just tell me about worship a little bit and how that actually starts to plough up your heart? Yeah, uh, look, yeah. I think, well, I mean, worship worship is, is drawing our attention to God. It's, it's um, you know... Honoring God for who for who He is, reminding ourselves of of who God is, being in that space of you know we we are in this space where we can uh, now because of the cross we can enter right into that presence of God and and even mm -hmm. you know it says to to be able to to worship at His footstool to be so close that you can you know effectively touch His feet and and to be in that presence and and uh, yeah just to to draw our attention to Him to draw our attention away from all of the stuff we've got going on in ourselves. Um, and and to declare the things that of of who God is, His nature to you know declare our love for Him and 
and the incredible change that comes in us when we when we accept him as our lord and savior you know that new creation that we become and you know it, it talks it talks there in ephesians 5 about you know being filled with the spirit and singing singing psalms and hymns and spiritual mm. songs among yourselves you know that that communal coming together too i think is really important in in worship it's not a not an exclusive thing but um you know to be able to be in a space where as as a community we're reminding each other of the things that god has done reminding each other of of the nature of god and his incredible love for us and the you know just even acknowledging like i'm just looking at the, out the window at the moment and the incredible creation that is around us you yeah. know even that recognizing that is is a form of worship and as we do that um you know the things that 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 create that hard ground are softened um it allows for for god to speak into the different situations that we find ourselves in um you know being in that space of just having that that thankfulness as we as we draw yeah. our attention to him you know yeah. and that's again that's a something that we can do in in community together but we also can do it as as ourselves as we're you know going about our day making sure we've got that time where we're actually just you know removing distraction and and stopping what we're doing and just drawing our attention to god to you know just to keep things in check too like i think Mm. there's a there's a real challenge in that you know we can we can very easily harden our hearts yeah just just by getting so wrapped up in in everything that's going on around us and the the pressures that the world puts on us um you know if Mm. we're not if we're not journeying along with god and just being in that space of you know constantly keeping our eyes on him looking for opportunities um yeah you know lis- listening to his prompting and and following after that yep. um you know i think all of that is is an act of worship and and all of that helps to contribute towards that that plowing up of the ground and and making sure we're in that place of ready to receive the the seeds that god wants to, for us, yeah. to plant in our lives yeah yeah so as you're talking about that and you know you're seeing things out there like creation and stuff and you know one of the things that i sort of talked about a little bit was how we need to make sure that god's in everything and that's the true worship so we got the singing part which definitely the bible talks about there it says don't be drunk with wine that will ruin your life instead be filled with the holy spirit and then it says be filled with the holy spirit this is how you do it sing yeah worship god yeah make music to the lord in your heart and I think that that whole thing of you know your heart being so grateful that when you see things it almost bursts out of your soul and you're like oh, I am so grateful God mm, mm. to me that's the making melody to to Him but also remembering that worship is not a part of life it is life yeah where we elevate God to be yeah in control in charge of referred to in every situation in yeah, our life right. so you know being very aware that we do what God asks us to do. And, you know, my worship is being obedient to him and it can take place anywhere. It could be the work that I do. Yeah. You know, it could be a sports star. It could be worshipping God in how I play and and what I do in that sphere or a lawyer or a teacher. And it doesn't mean you don't do other things besides those things. But within that, don't leave God outside of it because as soon as you do you've replaced God and you aren't worshipping him anymore. Mm. You know, if you make your career your goal, not knowing God, then you've replaced God straight away. Yeah. And so your heart becomes hardened to the things of God. 
because you're not allowing him to actually have have control. And I've met people like that. I remember one guy that that I used to go to a company and do devotions in the morning, and we're talking, and he's very, you know, probably a wealthy person, I guess, but you know, lots of investments and like to be in control of everything. And um, he he said to me once, you know, I really want to be a Christian but I can't let go of control of my life. Mm. And no matter, I'm, I'm hoping that he did eventually, Yeah. but no matter the consequences of not giving your life to God, it was worth more to him to think that he was still in control. Yeah. Even if things were bad. So I said, well, what if you're making bad decisions? He's like, yeah, but at least I'm in control of my bad decisions. I'm like, why would you want to be, be yeah, that well. way? Um, and so... That whole thing of that ploughing is really, it is 100% putting yourself in the presence of God. It's allowing the word of God to sink deep into your soul because this is one of the things that I always think about and I've said it a number of times that worship is the plough of the soul that allows the word of God to be shared in a more powerful way on a Sunday morning. So, you know, we'll sing and, and the thing is if you don't fully enter into worship, you're not softening up the heart ready for the seed. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, like like you said before, planting the good seeds of righteousness, but they they're showered from heaven upon you. Like yeah. Yeah. the very seed that we need to plant righteousness, which harvests the crop of love, um, is given to us from heaven. Yeah. And, you know, if you think of the parable of the sower, the the seed that fell on the rocky ground never produced a crop. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with the seed. It had everything to do with the soil, and because yeah. um, the seed was good, but it was the heart that was soft that let the seed in. It grew up and it produced a bountiful crop. Yeah. And so this is what it's all about. And you know, love is actually righteousness. The the outworking of righteousness when when you start living the right way, um, which again comes from Jesus, right? Mm. Are you righteous without Christ, Matt? No, no. Nah. No, we can have our own self-righteous. It's true. But no one likes but that. No one, yeah, no, exactly <laughs> right. Not a lot of love there. No, certainly yeah. not. And and so when we understand that, it, it, there's some wonderful things that happen. One is we get the times of refreshing. Hmm. Also, it's not about our effort. It's about planting these seeds of righteousness, but who gives them to us? It's not us trying our hardest; it's us seeking our best. Yeah, and yeah. and that's what it is about, which is the relational side of of our faith, right? Mm. Yes, yeah. that's it's good. pretty nice. I really like God. That's good, man. <laughs> He's pretty awesome. Yeah, He is everything, yeah. and yeah. yeah, I just love it how it's always, you know, Him reaching out to us. Mm. And even there in that verse, there's a, the only reason God wants us to break our fellow ground is not for his benefit. It's for our benefit. Yeah. And and I think for me, as I look on the church, I'm like, okay, guys, um, as I say, the church, I mean, I know it's growing in a lot of places overseas and that, like we were talking this morning about that. Some guys just about, you know, said, oh, blah, blah, the church. And I said, well, wait a minute. It's taking off in Africa and mm. Asia and mm. South America. The church isn't diminishing. It's just the Western world that we look at and see. And we're like, yeah. oh, but to be honest, 
I think that we've got everything we need and we don't need God. We don't really, but that's the attitude. Mm. You know, why, why bother seeking him? There is no benefit, but there actually is. For those who do seek him, they see that benefit, which is not necessarily worked out in material ways, but the peace of soul and that harvest of love in your life. Yeah. Definitely worth it. Yep. Yep. Any further comments, Matty? Oh, look, the, I mean, two T's. <laughs> the two T's. Yeah, look, I think I think just just again that just reinforcing that that need for us to be in that space of of being aware of the things that can, can harden our hearts. Mm. Um, you know, keeping you know, keeping God as our focus as we go about everything that we do, looking at ways that we can honor and glorify him and, and look at ways that how he is how he is influencing and, and, and speaking into our lives and, you know, enabling that, that plowing to take place because because he does shower out his love and his grace and, and you know, showers of, of righteousness upon us and to be in that space of of being able to receive that rather than, than hardened hearts that, you know, God, as you say, God's still pouring it out, mm. but if we're not ready to receive it, it just runs off and it's wasted. And and so just being in that space of making sure that we're not we're not wasting it, a drop, yes, of what God has for us. And you know, yeah, and and I, the thing yeah, is, I, yeah, I, I keep I keep thinking thinking back to just being in that space of of getting out of the way, like not letting our own our own. Um, selfish desires or wants or mm. any of that get in the way of what it is that God God wants to do and you know when when we come together on a Sunday you know it's not it's not about me it's not about you it's not about us even as a church it's, it's about God and, yeah. and what he wants to do and it's just my prayer that that all of us are in this space of, of getting out getting ourselves out of the way of what God wants to do and and preparing him to to pour out whatever it is that he needs to pour out on us and for us to act in that um, yeah nice so it's yeah it's good it's exciting i just it hope, exciting. i just hope we don't miss it me too yeah and the thing is that it's like um you know so many christians i talk to talk about being weary and tired and flat and blah 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 and i'm just sort of like <clears throat> have you been plowing yeah the hard ground true. True because man. it says that times of refreshing come when you do. Yep. And not it's a good. criticism because we all get to that point. No. But it should be a reminder for us to actually go and seek the Lord instead of leaving it fallow and not ploughing it. Yep. Great. Good on you, Excellent. Matty. No, awesome, man. Thank you for See the ya. word. It was good. No worries. Bye.